0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, a Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron and we may be on a two-month hiatus from the Bachelor franchise actually airing on your television screens, but Here for the Right Reasons is here for you. Um, and barring major schedule issues or absolutely nothing happening within Bachelor Nation, which is rare, I will be here every week until Zach's season premieres um, in January, January twenty-third. So we have a bit of a big, bit of a long stretch, but I will do my best to keep you entertained on usmagazine.com and on this podcast, starting with what I think was a very fun interview with Susie Evans. Um, This is one of Susie's first interviews since her breakup with Clayton. Um, If you didn't know, Susie launched a blog, which she does talk a lot about. It's what the interview was pegged to. But it was also just like a very candid conversation about being in the public eye being within Bachelor Nation, why she still watches the show, how she navigated Backlash. Of course, I asked about her and Clayton breaking up, about whether she would date within Bachelor Nation, why Paradise seems like a pretty hard no for her. Um, And I think it's a fun listen. I think Susie um, is really great and very smart and kind and had a lot of fun things to say and was quite insightful. So uh, keep listening to the Susie interview. If you want to get to the Clayton stuff, it's probably about 10 minutes in, we start going there and then we're a little bit all over the place, but I think it's a fun listen. So without further ado, here's Susie Evans. Okay, Susie, let's jump right into Susie was like the new blog, the new venture. Tell me about (laughs) it and the launch, why this was the move for you.
1: I actually had so many people asking like why a blog in 2022, just because I feel like it's kind of old school, but I actually used to blog when I lived in Japan. I had a little food blog and it was called um, Sushi with Susie and I would go try different foods at different restaurants and like nobody was reading anything, but I had fun doing it. It was just like a fun passion project for me. Um, So kind of through the life change that I had, you know, going through a breakup and I was going to move and then I decided not to move and just kind of like take a break to figure out what I really wanted. Um, I had mentioned to some of the people at my management team, like, I think I wanna just start blogging just as like a self-expression, a place to put my media projects, a place to just like put my feelings and thoughts out into the world or, you know, my passions, like whatever it is, all in one place. And um, they were really encouraging and they're like, you should like just do it. If it's something that you feel passionate about, just go for it. So um the past couple of months really, we've been working on just putting everything together, getting it all sort of in one place. Um, and yeah, we launched like a week and a half, two weeks ago, maybe maybe just a week ago. Um, but it's been really fun. I feel like it's been good for self-expression, good for just kind of like figuring out what's next, like even seeing how it's evolving already. I'm like, oh my God, this is it's just so exciting.
0: Is writing always been a form of therapy for you and is kind of getting a larger Somewhere where you can write more thoughts, more detailed thoughts, a longer situation, helpful for you in a world where now, you know, tweets, TikToks, everything, it's out immediately, and then people are interpreting it, and now in a blog form, you have more words and ways to explain yourself, but also is writing something that you've always kind of been drawn to, or is it more of a new... For you? I've
1: I've actually always loved uh writing. So I studied um, like I was a film major in college. So writing was a big part of studying film and videography. And I used to it used to be like fictional, like I would write scripts and stuff like that, which was always really fun. I mean, they were normally short film scripts, but um I've always I've always loved writing, even in elementary school through high school, I was always like, that was my favorite subject was English in school, um, just because I liked the self-expression of it and the creativity. Um, But it has been really nice because I do enjoy like being on TikTok. I I actually love social media. Like I love consuming it. I'm a big consumer of social media, Um, but it's been fun being able to create it and like engage with people. So finding a way to like transform that into a blog seems like a really great way to just like build on that community and get to know people better like we started a Facebook group where like people are already connecting and supporting each other and like sharing stories about like who they are what they've been through and like I've seen people say like hey can I send you a private dm like I would love to discuss this further so that's been really cool as well just to see people kind of like like the idea is that it's going to be a place where women and really whoever, um, can get together and like support each other and like cheer each other on share tips. Like, uh, even if it's like silly things, like sharing like the black Friday sales, I was like, everyone comment below. Like, I want to see what you guys are, where you're shopping. Like, let me know the cyber Monday deals. And so it's just like a fun place to kind of swap information and support each other.
0: You're so funny on TikTok and you are active on Twitter, which I love, but you know, you probably experienced all different kinds of feedback and now you're opening yourself <laughs> up to more feedback oh and gosh, there's obviously yeah. amazing things. Like you said, you're already building a community, but have you always been able, like in this past year, been able to kind of take it with a grain of salt and poke fun at it? Is that like a fun part for you? Or did you have to like get there? Because I feel like you see all kinds of people in the bachelor world or reality TV or any of this. Some people can't look at it, anything at all. Other people can poke fun at it. How did you get there? Cause I feel like you've always, I mean, especially on TikTok, like you've always been very funny (laughs) and kind of beat people to the joke, which is smart, Uh, I think, but
1: that's, Oh, that's like one of the things I wrote in one of my first blog posts is I kind of say like, Since I was a little kid, and I'm going to expand on it later in a a future blog post about confidence and um, sort of building self-esteem, but like since I was a little kid, I always kind of had like that beat beat you to the punch uh, sense of humor, where like if I make fun of myself first, then like it won't hurt as bad if somebody else does it, and like that's good for me in a lot of ways, but it's also like it's definitely held me back at some points in my life. Like I've that kind of humor. it can be, like, self-deprecating at times. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's something I've had to be aware of. Um, but I also think, like, when it comes to TikTok or comedy in general, like, I think that the people that are the funniest are the people that take, like, real-life situations and find the light in it. So, I think that is, like, also a positive to my personality is that I can see, the like, the things that, like, I know are going to be made fun of or things that I know are going to be sensitive, even if it's towards me and I can like sort of twist it and make it into something that's lighthearted and funny. Um, It certainly doesn't mean that like when people say things, I I think I get more upset when I see people say like hurtful things about other people online. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from pageantry, which like, it's so weird because I feel a little disconnected with that community. It was a great way to um, like build confidence in myself. And it was a great way to, I received a full ride to school and stuff like that. Like it was great for me in a lot of ways. But um, people felt very comfortable making comments about your body Mm. or your look or like so many things that have nothing to do with who you are. And so I think that that, in a sense, prepared me for dealing with like Internet trolls when it comes to like superficial stuff. Right. But um, the hardest part, I think, for me was actually dealing with people who had like a lot of negative things to say about my character because that is something that like I hadn't really dealt with where people were like yeah I mean taking stabs at my character judgment or um just like anything that has to do with my character that's where I was like oh wow this actually hurts really bad like say all you want about what I look like because I'm confident in who I am as a person and that means way more to me than anything like physical so it was it was like a weird balance like yeah but but I think I did have some like experience going into the bachelor where I'm like oh like that stuff on the surface like whatever try me <laughs> <laughs> I like what I, I like who I am so like yeah you can't- But no, I mean,
0: that's incredible. And I feel like the way to go into it, but obviously everyone's human and like it's not fun. And there's a very thin line that people cross too often and ruin it for the fun part where we can poke fun at what we're watching and just be a normal human about it. But for you, what would you say is like a biggest either misconception or something that you are excited for people to learn about you? Um, after kind of being introduced to you in this world and through a relationship that you're no longer in, but now you're your own person and you're kind of doing your own thing. Like what what do you want people to know, or what is the biggest misconception that bothered you, or anything along those lines?
1: I don't know that it um bothered me because I don't know. I went on the show and obviously you're kind of like uh tied to the storyline or the narrative that they want for you. And certainly elements of all of that were a part of who I am but I think maybe the biggest misconception would be like going on the show and then having this platform and having it be like oh it's all about me like and I joke I joke all the time that I'm vain I joke that I'm like conceited or whatever like I make jokes about that all the time but like the truth of of all of it like my blog is named Susie was like it has my name in it but the truth of all of it is that Like any positive or like, you know, any big platform that I'm getting from the show, like, I really want to use it to actually highlight other people's stories. Like, my dream in life is to be a documentary filmmaker Mm. and to use my platform to share stories of other people, like, share stories of injustice, share stories of people overcoming amazing things. And like, I really think that my blog, obviously, right now it's fun and it's lighthearted, and I'm getting like letting people get to know me um, because that's like how I have received this platform is people gravitated towards me for whatever reason, and they're following me. So um, I'm allowing people in on my life. But like, ultimately, I want to also share that platform with people who really need their voice heard. And so I think I wouldn't say it bothers me at all that people might think like, oh, she's uh, come off the show. And now she's got this blog, and she's doing Instagram and all this stuff. Like, it's been so fun. And I love doing it. But Like, I really want this ultimately to be about like other people and sharing and sharing stories. Like, I think that's like the root of who I am is like sharing stories. I love like I was a film major. I love the idea of being a documentary filmmaker. So I'm hoping it'll kind of like all come together in that in that way someday.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of my questions is going to be you kind of touched on how you're going to come up with your topics to Mm -hmm. write about and what your your goals are. Um, and you kind of touched on that, but are there any, how are, how do you come up with your topics? How are you kind of approaching this? And also, I mean, people are probably coming to you for. Dating questions and dating advice because that is the platform you come from. So, are you going to be writing about that? Are you worried about (laughs) kind of keeping the public informed on that because that's when people are going to read into every little, you know, the 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 hand in the corner of your Instagram story and you know where your eyes are looking in a picture. Like it's crazy, but people will read into that. So, are you open to dating topics? And that was like seven questions at once. So go ahead. (laughs)
1: That's okay. I love it. I love seven questions at once because I'll give seven answers (laughs) at the same time. Um, Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that I'm open to having like dating uh, conversations. Actually, I think that it's really fun and people do ask a lot of dating questions. And I think more than anything, like ultimately, a lot of that comes down to relationships Mm -hmm. and like healthy habits with yourself. Like that's what I've learned as I've gotten older, like through every breakup, I've learned so much, especially like this last one, just not even because of the relationship, but because of it being so public, like I really wanted to be like, I, you know, I need to understand this. I need to understand myself and like what I'm going through and my experiences. But, um, I think, yeah, I'm totally open to it being a a talking about relationships and I actually have a segment that's going to come up in, um, December with I'm collaborating with another bachelor nation person and we sat down and we went through I asked everybody on Instagram send me your dating questions like send me embarrassing stories send me whatever and um we just like literally went through my DMs and we were like dying laughing reading it we don't really know what it's going to become but that's like one of the things where I'm like this could just be like a fun element to the blog where we're talking about embarrassing stories or uh you know dating advice and stuff like that so it's I'm definitely open to it and we'll see like what that evolves into if it's like all kind of relationships not just dating but um but dating is definitely like an element that I'm not afraid I'm not gonna shy away from could that be Justin who we were teased with the project on Reddit
0: like are they you know hard launching something and I was like oh my god right, I don't think so but you know people are crazy we're-
1: we're hard launching a collaboration. Um, but actually I was there to help him film, um, an ad, which like had nothing to do with my, uh, blog. He was filming an ad or something or filming something for, for a collaboration that he was doing. And he, his videographer wasn't available and I live like three hours from him. And he was like, Hey, is there any chance you'd be available on this date to do like a videography thing? And I was like, yes can we exchange for a blog collaboration? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we had, we actually had so much fun. Like, I haven't even watched the footage back yet, but we were dying laughing going through the DM. So I imagine it'll be entertaining to watch back. That is very
0: funny. He is yeah. he seems to have a quite a good sense of humor as well, um, based on what the little parts we have seen on him on the show. Your first post was one of your first posts was about breakups. And I liked that you wrote about Googling, can you love someone and not be compatible? I thought that was yeah telling and interesting and probably relatable is that how you would kind of describe why maybe things didn't work with you and Clayton you loved him but you just weren't compatible
1: yeah I think that that's like one of the big conclusions that I've come to and I even think that was one of the things I struggled with in our relationship was that I kept wondering not wondering I just kept having this feeling like I don't think like at the root of who we are and like our expectations in relationships, I don't know that we are compatible. And um, I think that I, yeah, I struggled with feeling like it came natural and certainly like not every relationship is going to be natural or easy, but I think that there were like some, I think it was like ultimately like expectations of like, what do you want in a partner? What do you want from yourself? And like all of those kind of things. Um, And we just weren't really like aligned on those things. So I think it's tough. And I wrote also in that article on the blog where it's like, you really got to vet people before you fall in love with them because the, like, when you fall in love with somebody, it doesn't matter if you're compatible, like you have love for them and you care about them. And then like making the decision to break up becomes even more complicated because you're like, like, I love you and I don't want to let go of you, but like, this is not good for us anymore. So um, yeah, it, it I think that ultimately is kind of the conclusion I came to. And it was good to be able to write it out in my blog and like express it in words.
0: I would imagine that's what a lot of speaking generally, Bachelor Nation couples go through because the love is there and we watch that part and then it ends and no one understands these vague statements of it just didn't work and everyone wants this answer or wants to hear this like crazy whatever. But oh, I yeah. think it's just like in that environment, in fairy tale land, it was great, but in real world, it wasn't. And I don't think there's any way to change that because it is a show at the end of the day and it is right. what it is. But I feel like that's more common than like the big explosive thing. But people oh, want like true. specifics and answers oh, yeah. and to hear something crazy happened.
1: Exactly. And that's actually why we wanted to do that podcast specifically with Caitlin, because we both really trusted her. And we felt like if we did a podcast with her, we knew that neither of us were going to like get exploited or dragged or get any kind of questions that were uncomfortable i mean i mean the whole thing's kind of uncomfortable but like right. you know we we never wanted neither of us wanted to say anything that was going to make the other person look bad because we both loved each other like we truly did feel love for each other at like a human level before even a relationship so um yeah it, i think it's true like people want to know and i even see comments still where they're like well what happened and i'm like well it wasn't nothing happened like He didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. We just weren't really compatible.
0: I I honestly, that was such a cool move that you guys did that. And I've been covering this show for a long time and I've never quite (laughs) seen anything so like (laughs) mutually like find. And it was a choice you guys made in like a mutual environment. And it wasn't it didn't seem forced like you wanted to do that. It wasn't like on a live show or it wasn't dramatic. And Mm -hmm. you could tell the love was there. And it was just really kind of mind blowing to see, which sounds crazy. But it was I mean, I don't know how you guys did that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we were apprehensive. Like we went back and forth and Clayton I think was a little bit more apprehensive than I was. Um but I think so he had a big like media day coming up because mm-hmm. he's got a lot going on. I think he's actually coming out with a book now. Um he has like his fitness program like he has a lot of great things and at the time I was also working on my blog. So I knew eventually like I knew eventually we would be doing interviews and I think he had a big media day coming up and he was like I think that even though he was like apprehensive at first like I think we should get ahead of it and like do something together to show that like this isn't about one side or the other. Yeah
0: you also yeah. wrote when I started to feel overwhelmed and got a desire to check up on my ex I would intentionally not engage <laughs> with those thoughts. Where do you yeah. guys stand today because I know you did leave that podcast like hoping to be friends but knowing it might be difficult. It's been like yeah. two months. do you still talk how where where are you guys?
1: No, we don't. I think that. Um, I was, like, very open-minded to how it would look like. Like, I pretty much told Clayton, I was like, I'm comfortable with however, you know, is this is going to work for both of us. Like, I respect you and I love you and I don't want to do anything that's going to be harmful for you, whether that's staying in touch or not staying in touch. Because I felt like ultimately we both kind of knew that we were... Um, not compatible and um I think for him he was able to express to me that he didn't think it was going to be good to stay in touch so we don't really keep in touch but um he did send me a really nice message like I don't know a month ago maybe and it was just like like it brought me to tears like I was like oh my god like it was just really nice for him to say like I'm so grateful for like everything that you did for me in our relationship. And like, I've been able to reflect and I'm just truly grateful for the friendship that we had at the end of the day. And, um, that meant a lot to me. So like, yeah, it it was really, really nice to hear from him, but we didn't like catch up on the phone and we don't text or anything like that. But, um, but that was really meaningful and, um, definitely heartfelt. And I could tell that he had like thought about it and, So that meant a lot.
0: Oh my God. You guys are like the best exes ever. Um, Nice (laughs) and healthy. Um, You are approaching one year since like getting home from filming the show and then embarking on the second half of the journey. What would you tell Susie a year ago today? Oh gosh.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. What would I tell myself? Um, I don't think I've thought about this because obviously our relationship didn't work out and like so much could have been different this past year if we had figured that out sooner. But in all honesty, like, I wouldn't change anything. So I wouldn't tell myself to change anything. I would just like, I would honestly just be there for myself and be like, you're going to get through this, this is going to be really hard at times. But, you know, everything that's going to happen to you is going to help you grow as a person. It's going to help you understand yourself better. Um, Yes. Like whenever we leave relationships, we have that realization of like, Oh, this is what I want in a partner. This is what I don't want. And like, that's a given, but like I also learned so much about myself through all of this that um, like, which is kind of what led me to the blog. And in the first place is that I'm like, Oh, I've gone on this like major journey in this past year where I've really had to look at myself and like, what, like, how did I get through all of this? And a lot of that came from like the confidence I had built or like the assurance I had in, in like the depths of who I am, like the, the part of me where I'm like, Oh, I appreciate who I am as a person. Like I'm a loving, kind person. And that's a good quality. Um, like this past year could have been so dark and so scary and so bad for me, but like, I had so many, I had built so many like mechanisms and tools within myself that like I did have the ability to cope with a lot of the struggles that I went through. And um, so I think I would just, I would just be there for myself and just like reassure myself, like everything's going to be okay in the end. And like, let, let yourself learn these next few months and don't feel like no matter what happens, don't feel like anything was a waste of time. Cause you'll always come out like a better person than when, than where you are right now. Oh, that's beautiful.
0: Um, I mean, you have been a Disney princess in Tokyo, um you were miss virginia and we're in the muse usa pageant you were on the bachelor you run a public relationship with the bachelor first um what is what was the hardest of all of those three things
1: oh, gosh <gasps>
0: they're all very unique a lot of people can't say one of them oh, let alone yeah. all three of them that they've accomplished yeah. before 30 years old oh, or ever. Gosh,
1: well, thank you <laughs> um they were all challenging in different ways in japan i was pretty much away like i didn't come home for almost two years Crazy. and that was really tough. I just wrote a blog post about that actually about being away from home for, from the holidays and like how you can feel kind of alienated and stuff. Um, so like that taught me a lot about being alone and like being comfortable with who I am by myself. And then Miss USA, I was actually going through so much. My dad was very, very sick at the time. And I had I was unemployed, um, accidentally it was, it was 2020 and, um, just was, I started my business, my business failed because of COVID and, um, it was just a really tough time for me. So that whole year was brutal. And then I like pretty much launched myself into the bachelor world the year after that. And, um, obviously everything that happened, I I would say, you know, it's so hard to pick one. I would say maybe the bachelor was like the toughest the whole thing was like the toughest thing to go through, but it's. I also think it's been the thing where I've learned the most about myself. Like that's I really, goes, right? I, Unfortunately, yeah. the hardest stuff gets the best reward. Literally, that's exactly like how I feel. Is I'm like I've gained the most like personal growth from launching myself into the bo- the bachelor world and like trying to figure out what I'm doing <laughs> with with all of that. Like it's been it's been good, but um, tumultuous for sure. What would you say
0: your biggest lesson in relationships that you've learned in your twenties or from the bachelor that you'll take into your thirties as you continue to date? And are you ready to date? Are you like actively doing that or are you kind of just focused on, on the blog and what's next professionally and kind of seeing if that happens? Where do you stand with all that?
1: I'm definitely focusing in on myself right now. I think that, um, I did put a lot of like energy and time into my relationship and I really wanted And I really cared about Clayton. And I think that he was going through a lot of tough stuff as well. So um, I'm really excited to be able to focus on me right now. I'm definitely open to dating. And um, somebody asked me on a date yesterday and mm-hmm. I immediately started sweating. And I was like, I don't know if, if I can do this, not because I'm not ready, but just because like dating is scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely open-minded to dating, but um, I'm also just, I think I'm just more excited to be in a place where I can focus on myself and kind of like just do my own thing. Um and as far as what I've learned from all my relationships in my 20s, the biggest thing I would say, like, this comes down to like a partner and myself. So understanding like what it is that I really need in a relationship, really knowing like what do I actually need and can this person give me what I need? Because there's a lot of things that you want or that you can work on. But like kind of like what I found out with Clayton, like foundationally, like we had different expectations in a relationship. So um, I, I think I'm 29 and I'm like, okay, like I know what I need from a partner. I know what I need from somebody who can be like a companion for the rest of my life. Like I know the qualities that I want and a person to spend my life with or have a family with possibly. Um, and like staying true to that, like, that's like the biggest piece of advice I would, I would give myself in my twenties is like, or maybe just moving forward. Cause I don't, I don't want to take back anything that's ever happened in my twenties, but moving forward, like, you know, your expectations, you know, what you need in life. So don't waver from that.
0: Do you feel comfortable sharing one of the things, you know, you need, or like, that's your priority when you're looking for a partner?
1: Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think of what would be like a big one. Um, I think that I really need somebody I, I, I would. Yeah. I think I need, I am a very ambitious person. I, I I feel like I have really big dreams for myself and like my video business. And I want a lifestyle that will allow me to like have beautiful experiences, meet incredible people. Like I have this dream to be a documentary filmmaker or something like that someday. And I need somebody that wants to see me succeed in that and like wants to 100% like be my biggest fan and my biggest cheerleader and And support me emotionally through that, because that's a big dream. Like that's a really big goal. And as a a unique lifestyle, you know, it's not going to keep me in one place for too long. But I want somebody who is like down, you know, I want somebody who's like, that's amazing that you know, what you want out of this life or what you want to create and do. And So I just need somebody who's like along for the ride, but but also has their thing right? and has like the ability to, to do that and and be passionate about that, but equally support and, and love me through what I'm, what I'm pursuing.
0: If you were given the unlimited budget to now, tomorrow, start making the first film or documentary, what would the topic be, Susie? Like the Mm -hmm. world is your oyster. They're like, all right, here you go. Unlimited money. Good luck.
1: Where would you start? Okay. So I've actually spent a lot of time in Southwest Virginia, which there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of poverty in Southwest Virginia in general. And I've spent a lot of time out there working with their school systems and just like going and speaking to kids and talking with them. I recently did a fundraiser with um, the Children's Advocacy Center and they work with children that have been through abuse or violent crime. And they have like advocates that work with them and protect them. Um, and my little sister actually is, she was in foster care for seven years before my parents got her and they adopted her. So that whole world is something that I feel really passionate about. And I think there are so many kids all around the world, um, but also like right here in the U.S. as well that need help and they need advocates. They need people that care about them and that will listen to them, believe them. And so like, if I had unlimited funds, I like tomorrow, that would be that's the first thing that comes to mind because I'm like, oh, I actually know, like, I actually know that this is such a big issue and there's so much that you could uncover. And I think that's the beauty in media is like if people know, people don't know a lot of times. So if they know that there's something going on, they're more um, likely to want to help it or like right. if there's an emotional connection to it, which media is so great at. You watch a video on TikTok and you're crying and you're <laughs> like, why am I crying watching this TikTok? But that creates an emotional connection to a problem or an issue or something that's happening. And then the next time you have the opportunity to help somebody that relates back to that video, you might be more inclined to do something about it. Wow.
0: Well, that's a very, sounds like a worthy cause. Sounds like we got to get the the budget going. (laughs) Let's Um, get the budget going. Get the GoFundMe going. (laughs) On a total left turn, I did want to ask you this because I find this fascinating. I ask a lot of people who come from the bachelor world this. Your relationship with the show now. You, again, seem to have a pretty healthy one. You watched Gabby and Rachel's season. You watched Paradise just based on Twitter. I know that. Um, (laughs) Did you... Was that hard for you? Do you just enjoy it? Like, is it because it's your friends? Do you think you'll be over it now? Like, how did you get there? Because some people, I feel like, for several reasons, either have no interest or have PTSD or just don't want to watch. But you, again, seem to have a pretty healthy relationship with the show and watched it all afterwards. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. I think, honestly... Clayton and I both had the – so I read the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Oh, yeah. And then I got him the book. I heard him
0: quoting that a few times.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm like, Clayton, you need to read this book. And one of the quotes that we both really liked was, um, it's not personal, it's just Hollywood or something like that. And mm. um, and that's hard to live by because there are definitely things that felt very personal on the show. And I look back and I'm like, that was not kind. Like, I was not treated well in this moment or whatever. Yeah. Whatever my feelings were, like, and everybody feels that way. Nobody's gonna come off reality television and be like, that was a wonderful experience. I just <laughs> totally perfect, my, crushed yeah. it. <laughs> I exploited my emotional well-being for for the purpose of entertainment. Like there's just no way you're gonna come off of something like that and be totally stoked about everything. Like it's vulnerable, it's tough, and um, and it's business. It's like it's literally business for people. So um, I think that I there's a part of me that was able to separate some of that. Um, a big part of it is that, like, I loved the girls from my season. I had so much respect for them. I had so much fun with them. Like, I had so many wonderful moments with them when we were filming. And I went back to Virginia and back to my normal life afterwards. So, like, I don't see any of them, really. I mean, right. I've seen a few of them when I've been in their state or whatever. But um, it was it's been fun to, like, watch The Bachelorette, The Bachelor in Paradise, and, like, see these – like relationships un not unravel but you know the storylines unravel or whatever um so it was like entertaining for me and i did i did watch the show for the like two or three years leading up to going on it i started watching on uh colton season Mm -hmm. and then i would i would get on twitter and twitter is just so funny so
0: it's It's really funny and that's why it's annoying that some people
1: make it not funny because it's so good when it's good (laughs) it's so good when it's good like Twitter is hysterical and I honestly enjoy being on Twitter while the show is airing more than I enjoy like watching the show so (laughs) absolutely safe
0: if Twitter went away I would I don't know I would still have to do for work but like it would really be work covering it would be
1: like (laughs) yeah it would be work work it wouldn't be like enjoyable anymore yeah Um, what was your favorite paradise
0: storyline? Who, who were you rooting for? Who were you sad broke up and who are you excited? I assume Brandon and Serene who's not rooting for them, but who were you excited? Who were you sad broke up or didn't work out or what did you like watching?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, Brandon and Serene love both of them. Serene was like my roommate for most of the show. We were really close, um, while we were filming and then we were both like big rule followers. So we didn't really communicate that much with anybody after the show until like it started airing. Um, so I just love Serena. I think she's like an amazing person. And I've met Brandon, uh, through the grapevine and he also is amazing. Like she deserves the best kind of love. And I really feel like Brandon can give her that. So, um, I loved watching that story unfold. Um, who was I sad about? Let me think. Um, oh gosh, I was sad. I was honestly sad for like each of my friends, like anybody from Clayton season or, um, even just watching like the situation with Lace and Rodney, like they seem very amicable. And like, it seems like it's all good now. Like that's like, like all is fair in love and war, you know, yeah. that's just life. Like sometimes people, you find something that's more, you're more compatible with, but then that person's not compatible with you. Um, Andrew and Teddy, they were two people that were like, yeah. Perfect on happy. paper, but Are it just sure? didn't work out in person. It just didn't work out. Exactly. Yeah. I think that that was something, um, Like that was sad to watch. And then obviously like I got to know uh, Andrew recently or Justin recently when we were uh, working together and I like he's so funny that I'm like that you would have been he's great television. I'm like, where was the love story? Where was (laughs) I would have loved to have seen like him actually have like a successful relationship unfold because he's, he's pretty funny. So that would have been entertaining for sure.
0: Would you ever go on the beach, Susie? That's a question you're going to be asked for the rest of your life until you're engaged to someone in or out of Nation or married. Someone is going to ask you, will you go to Mexico? (laughs) So I'm going to ask you, will you go to Mexico, Susie?
1: (laughs) I really, I really don't think so. Unfortunately, (laughs) I think, yeah, I don't think that it's it actually sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> like if
0: I'm being <laughs> I don't honest, think there's that there's some definitely downsides to the
1: situation. Yeah. Like 100%. I think I, I used to be like, Oh my gosh, like so many paradise couples make it like, it's a great way because you're, you're getting like a ton of different options. You can feel things out. Like that's great. But then watching it back this season, having been on the show, I was like, this is actually my nightmare. Like you're on a beach, you're in a swimsuit. Like you, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah, like I It's a lot. On camera in a swimsuit ever, but anyways. Besides that, um, you're literally down there, and they're bringing down like literal temptation. They're yeah. bringing like you think you're in this great, you know, relationship. Paradise, yeah, <laughs> paradise. And then they bring down somebody who's like beautiful, funny, like smart, and all this stuff. And it's like, what and like that literally sounds like a nightmare to me. So I don't know that I would, um. You know, I have a lot of great coping mechanisms. I have a lot of confidence, but I don't know that I would willingly sign up for that. Right.
0: It's a little bit like setting yourself up to really test all of those things, all those skills you've built. It's like, how far can I push them to see if they're really working and then let everyone watch and tell me whether I did it right. It it, it, it takes, it takes, it takes us, I mean, we can say what you want about any of these people, but like it's why it's it's a hard thing to sign up for so you got to remember that because my god I just could never
1: literally and I think I I really think and I've never been a judgy person in general like I just I think I'm pretty empathetic so I'm like you just never know what someone's going through and that's always my mentality but I would say before going on the show when I would watch the show and when I would watch paradise I was a little bit more judgy mm-hmm. than now I will see the craziest stuff happen on the show and I'm like you don't know what that, we don't know anything. And I'm like, don't you? I'm like, they could have, they could have gone crazier. Yes, exactly. And I'm like, when my friends or my family like make comments about like seeing something and I'm like, I have to, I have to like check them sometimes. I'm like, we don't know anything. Like literally that could have been so out of context. That could have been somebody was at their emotional breaking point, No no sleep, Exactly. And like, you just never know what the true, what the truth of it is. Um, So I think I've definitely like watching it back. I'm like, it's funny, but I have so much empathy watching these stories unfold. Like you just don't know what people are going right. through out
0: there. A fine line. Like I said, we can be, we can put yeah. fun, but then remember yeah. this. It's not that hard people. It is, it's really not that yeah. really hard. It drives me crazy. Um, Would you date within Bachelor Nation if someone like tried to set you up or would you just like not? even go there
1: somebody asked me that recently as well I think that I would really have to be interested in the person and I would want to get to know them before ever like going out with them even publicly like I would want to um I'd really want to vet that call you know like I would really want to make sure that that's somebody that like if there was a picture taken or something like that not that it really matters like I kind of don't care about stuff like that um but if I were like wanting to pursue somebody like in a public It would be another public relationship, ultimately, I would think, because it's two people that have been in a public setting. So I would just really have to make sure that I actually uh, really, really like that person before I even like go get like give a first date kind of chance, just because I think it gets complicated when people want to like talk about it. When there's Reddit threads about it. Um, (laughs) your friends are sending you like
0: like, yeah like people people are seeing you out and you're like oh I had no idea no one saw me it's truly crazy the gossip girl is like our world now you tell everyone what they can expect from the blog. When are you doing like your drops? Is that planned? Is it sporadic Mm -hmm. how they can maybe join or get involved? And also has the wedding photography and videography business, has that gotten like even more speed from being on the show? Like, do people want you uh, as to do their wedding to like ask you about the bachelor or like, because they know you from the show, like, have you been at weddings and you're trying to take a photo of a bride and groom and someone's like, wait, like, tell me about the fantasy sweet week
1: from hell. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first part of that question is, oh, what to expect from the blog. Okay, so um expect the unexpected. That's what I'll <laughs> say because I think it's gonna be really fun. Obviously, I'm gonna be sharing like fun tidbits of my life, like some fashion, um, stuff like that. I will I will have my emotional moments where I like open up about my breakup, or maybe when I do start dating again, I'll start talking about like what what that has been like. But um, I think that, I think it's going to evolve a lot. I'm really excited to see how it can evolve and like what it can become. Um, we have a Facebook group for anyone that wants to join and it's, it really is just supposed to be like a place of like support and like rooting each other on connecting like-minded people. Um, so if you do want to get involved, if you just, I, I think it's going to be a place where I can share like, Hey, you know, my friend's doing, I just did a, a meditation workshop last night, like, um, which was really, really amazing. And yeah, um, things like that, where it's like, Hey, I've got this, this friend that's doing something. And it's not just me. It's like, anybody can share, like, this is like a wellness thing, or this is a, um, a mental health speech or, you know, something, or, Hey, I want support in this area of my life. Like, I really want it to be a place of community. Um, so that's exciting. And then yes, my video business definitely has had, um, like an influx of people outside of Virginia, um, which is good because I think, you know, I, I'm pretty certain I'm going to move to LA or California, um, at some, somewhere in California, um, next year. So it's good that I have like a little bit of, versatility in the locations where people are requesting, uh, videography, but I will say some people are apprehensive, mostly like mothers of the bride. I've had mothers of the bride be like, I don't like distraction, my daughter. Yeah. And I'm like, 100% I will come in the (laughs) ugliest outfit I can find. And like, I will blend in, I'll wear a baseball cap, like whatever you want me to do. Um, but most people are actually so respectful and I will honestly be at a wedding all day. And I'd be like, Oh, nobody must watch the bachelor here because nobody said, anything and then the second the bride and groom like get in their car at the end of the night and like drive away I usually get like a handful of girls that come up to me and they're like I wasn't gonna say anything but oh at gosh. the end of the night and I'm like oh my god like that's it's so funny that's the I,
0: perfect way to do it I feel like the perfect mix not taking away from the wedding so, but you
1: still get to you know interact yes. with people who want to interact with you exactly it's like so respectful and yeah, and it's the end of the night. So like, there's nothing, I'm not working anymore. So yeah, people are generally really, really respectful. But then it's also like, so flattering. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you.
0: <laughs> I would just imagine like a bunch of drunk girls coming up to you being yeah. like, oh my God, Susie, like, let's call Clayton, yes. let's like, whatever. Like, I just, I <laughs> yeah. feel like I would be that girl. So I would only imagine like- d- I would ob- totally
1: do that. Yeah. I would definitely face, I would FaceTime anyone. Any, I'm like, who do you want from imagination? Right, like, let's who should call? we call? Let's prank <laughs> yeah. someone, like in let's the corner prank. of the Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God, yeah. It you guys would go totally. viral
0: for like pranking someone in a wedding. Like you pretend it's your wedding or something. I don't know, just throwing it out there. I love it. I love it. I'm um, well, Susie, thank you so much for your time and your vulnerability. I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day, but um, I'll let people go to the blog for more. What's the website? One more time so people know.
1: It's susiewaslike.com. All right.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great rest thank of your day. You.